Before we get started today, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you looking to find more freedom and flexibility in your life with type 1 diabetes? Are you looking to increase your confidence and decrease your stress? If so, I want to invite you to join the Diabetes Psychologist membership. When you join, you'll get weekly sessions with me where we'll have master classes, diabetes and mental health question and answer sessions, and hot seat coaching sessions. You'll also get monthly behavioral challenges, a comprehensive resource library, and a private Facebook community. To learn more, go to thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash membership. That's thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash membership. And I can't wait for you to become a part of the Diabetes Psychologist membership community. And now, on to this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. Why is it so hard for us to be compassionate with ourselves when it's so much easier to be compassionate with other people? And there are a couple reasons for this. The definition of self-compassion is acting the same way towards yourself. When you're having a difficult time, you're failing, or notice something you don't like about yourself, as you will with others. Instead of ignoring the pain and pushing it aside, beating yourself up, you ask yourself, how can I comfort myself in this moment? This is really hard. And I want to spend some time talking about why we, as people with type 1 diabetes, have a hard time with self-compassion. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Kamen. Let me ask you a question. Raise your hand if you've ever been self-critical in your life with type 1 diabetes. You know what I mean. You look at your blood sugar and it's higher than you want it to be, and you start beating yourself up saying, how could I be so stupid? What did I do wrong? I can't ever get this right. Or maybe you eat the cupcake or a cookie or cake or whatever it is you want to eat and your blood sugar goes high and you beat yourself up for enjoying food. Or maybe you don't follow your exercise schedule and you're not as active as you want to be. And then the self-criticism just starts up all over again. I know I feel that way a lot. Whenever my blood sugar goes out of range, my mind starts racing. I start beating myself up and saying, how could I let this happen? I'm a diabetes professional. And I know you do the same thing. And I want to tell you, this is a normal part of the process. I want to let you know that it's possible for you to be self-compassionate, to allow yourself the grace to mess up. And when that happens, to be able to move forward in a way that's going to be helpful for you not dwelling on the past, not dwelling on what could have been done differently or what you should have done, but rather move forward in a way where you're empowered and you take care of yourself. I see so many people with type 1 diabetes in my practice who tell me they have no one to support them in their life with type 1 diabetes. And I don't doubt for one minute they have that perception. And for some people, they are alone in their diabetes management. 
and I want to make sure that I can help them get connected to other people with type 1 diabetes. But I always challenge them when they say, I have no one in my life to support me. What I ask them to do is look inward and ask them if they could be their biggest supporter, if they could be their biggest advocate in life with type 1 diabetes. And usually, they get a confused look on their face. They think to themselves, I can't do that. I always beat myself up. I'm always self-critical. I lack self-compassion. And I challenge them and I say to them, is it possible for you to be compassionate with yourself? Is it possible to practice self-compassion? And usually that term is foreign to them. So in this episode of the podcast, I want to spend some time talking about what is self-compassion and how you can practice self-compassion in your life with type 1 diabetes. To start off talking about self-compassion, I want to ask you to imagine a situation. Imagine a situation where you have a good friend who has type 1 diabetes and they come to you or they send you a text message and they say, I'm really struggling right now. My A1C is way higher than I want it to be. I don't feel very well most of the time, and I'm just feeling burnt out. What do you tell them? How do you respond to them? I would be willing to bet that you're going to be very kind and very compassionate. You're going to let them know that you hear their struggles and that their struggles are real. You're going to give them guidance, support, and hopefully some skills that they can use to help them navigate the stress they're dealing with. Now, when someone comes to us and tells us they're struggling with diabetes or something else in life, it's usually pretty easy for us to be compassionate, to let them know that you have their back, that they're doing okay, and that things will get better. When it comes to ourselves, all of that flies out the window. Having compassion for yourself is really no different than having compassion for others. You already have the skills because I know you're compassionate with your friends and family, and you're especially compassionate with folks who have type 1 diabetes. But why is it so hard for us to be compassionate with ourselves when it's so much easier to be compassionate with other people? And there are a couple reasons for this. The definition of self-compassion is acting the same way towards yourself when you're having a difficult time, you're failing, or notice something you don't like about yourself as you were with others. Instead of ignoring the pain and pushing it aside, beating yourself up, you you ask yourself, how can I comfort myself in this moment? This is really hard. And I wanna spend some time talking about why we, as people with type one diabetes, have a hard time with self-compassion. The first reason is there is lots to beat ourselves up over. We get data all the time about our blood sugars, about our food, about our carbs, and it's really easy to take that information and just criticize ourselves. Especially with CGM data, we get lots of information and we see our perceived shortcomings all the time. The alarms go off. We look at our numbers and we feel bad. We count our carbs and we see how many carbs we're eating. And all that information is fuel for the self-criticism fire. Then, of course, there's all the thoughts we experience and the physical sensations we experience with high blood sugar and low blood sugar. And then there's the comments people make to us. All this, all this information coming at us 
makes it really easy to be self-critical. Another reason why self-compassion can be so difficult in your life with type 1 diabetes is that it's hard to look outside of yourself. It's hard to recognize that what you're experiencing is normal. I know that for me, for a long time, I felt that my experiences with type 1 diabetes were not normal. I felt like I was the only one who felt this way. I was the only one who felt burnt out and frustrated and anxious. And everybody else with type 1 diabetes was doing okay. And that led me to believe that if I were to share with other people how I was feeling, they would blow me off and say, you're so stupid. This is so easy. How could you be having such a hard time? And when I had that perception, it was really hard to be self-compassionate. It was really hard to think outside of myself because I wasn't able to see that others were experiencing the same thing that I was. So part of self-compassion is normalizing our experiences and showing you that your frustration, burnout, anxiety around type 1 diabetes is normal. Not good, we don't want it to be happening, but it's something that all of us experience to some degree. So by understanding that other people experience these same challenges, it's much, it makes it much easier to be compassionate with ourselves and to see that we're not so different, that our struggles are normal and we have the right to be comforted. We have the right to be supported by ourselves and by other people. Now, you may be saying to yourself, this all sounds great, but tell me how to be self-compassionate. I have no idea. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. I want to talk about three ways that you can be compassionate towards yourself in your life with type 1 diabetes. These three elements were developed by a woman named Kristen Neff, who is the the mother of self-compassion theory. So she talks about these in the context of compassion in your life in general. And I want to talk about them specifically around your life with type 1 diabetes. So element number one is self-kindness versus self-judgment. That's what we've been talking about. It's that criticism versus grace. Allowing yourself that warm understanding that you have towards others when you suffer and fail, when you feel inadequate, or when you don't want to deal with your pain. As I mentioned before, we have a really easy time being compassionate towards other people. We can always tell someone they're doing, they're going to be okay, or that they're that that what they're going through is normal, or and that you have their back. That's fairly easy for us, but with ourselves, it's much more challenging. And so, I want to challenge you to work towards self-kindness. And the first step there is recognizing when you're judging yourself, recognizing that self-criticism. You may find that's difficult for you because you've gotten in such a pattern of being self-critical that you don't even notice when you're doing it, but you are. And so I want you to start noticing your self-criticism. Notice your thoughts. Notice the stories you tell yourself. Notice when you start feeling bad about yourself in your life with type 1 diabetes. When this happens, ask yourself, what would you say to a friend who's experiencing the same challenge? How would you react towards them? And then react in the exact way towards yourself. React to yourself with kindness and not judgment. Not to say what's happening is good. Not to say that you want to keep on repeating the same behavior. But remember, but that's not what we're saying to our friends either. What we're saying to our friends is, yes, you messed up. Yes, things could have gone better, but that's okay. I support you, and I am, and I understand you. I understand your challenges, and I want to help you do a better job. That's not rewarding bad behavior, but what that is doing is putting aside judgment and acting in kindness. 
So how can you do this in your life with type 1 diabetes? Take a minute and take out a pen and paper. If you don't have one right now, put this episode on pause and go grab one. And ask yourself, when am I most self-critical? When do I criticize myself? What happens? What are the things that trigger my self-criticism? Write those down. And then ask yourself, what can I say to myself when that happens? How can I be more kind? How can I be more understanding? How can I offer myself comfort? And then write that down. Write down how you will respond to yourself when you start being self-critical. Preparation is key here. And getting yourself out of the self-judgment mindset and into the self-compassion mindset is going to help you a lot. But you have to prepare for that. You have to practice. And practicing on paper is the first step. So write down how you'll respond to yourself. And practice doing that, not in the moment of self-criticism, but right now. So when those self-critical thoughts come up, it'll be much easier for you to respond and much more natural for you to respond with self-compassion. The second part of self-compassion with type 1 diabetes is the idea of common humanity versus isolation. As I mentioned before, if you feel like you're the only person in the world with type 1 diabetes who's experiencing your struggles, self-compassion is going to be nearly impossible. It's hard to be compassionate with yourself when other people can't understand you. But the reality is, you're not alone. I promise you, you're not alone. I have your experiences, and everybody else in the world who has type 1 diabetes has experienced some of the same challenges that you have. I'll never forget the first time I really connected with someone else with type 1 diabetes. I thought that my experiences, my feelings of highs and lows, my frustration and anxiety were all me, and that nobody else could experience that. And I met someone at the gym one time who had diabetes, and we got in a conversation. And we started talking about diabetes, and I realized that this person had many of the same experiences I did. And looking at her, I thought she must be in perfect control of her diabetes, until I realized she wasn't. I realized even though we all put on a happy face or we all, other people may look like they're doing better than you, all of us have our challenges. But those challenges can get better. But you have to recognize that other people have challenges just like you do. Now, social media can be really helpful here, but it can also be really challenging because I know people on social media who put on a very happy face about diabetes all the time and never talk about their struggles. I really hope that we can be much more transparent about our struggles. And I I certainly try to be transparent about my struggles to normalize them and to normalize your experience as well as mine. But when you're able to see the common humanity and see that you're not alone, um, as opposed to being isolated in your life with type 1 diabetes, it makes makes self-compassion so much easier. Now, why is that? Because if you recognize and see other people having similar challenges that you are, it's easy to be compassionate towards them. You want to reach out and help. And you can see that that's possible and that's helpful. When you're able to do that, it's much easier to be able to turn that compassion back on yourself. You already have a lot of practice. But when you perceive that other people are not having the same challenges that you are, it's easy to get in that cycle of self-criticism. And so I really want to encourage you to share your struggles with other people and let them share theirs with you so that you can see that you're not alone in your challenges with type 1 diabetes. Not to say that diabetes is all doom and gloom. It's not. 
but we do have our struggles and we do have our challenges. And we have to recognize that as a way of being compassionate towards ourselves and other people. The third element of self-compassion in your life with type 1 diabetes is mindfulness versus over-identification. When we over-identify with diabetes, it's so easy to become self-critical. Our mind just races and snowballs into a place where we can't bring it back, or at least it's very difficult to bring it back. Mindfulness is the exact opposite. Mindfulness is noticing your experience without judging it. So that you're able to experience your negative emotions, you're able to see what's going on for you. Because remember, self-compassion is not about pushing your negative emotions aside or pretending like they're not there. It's about experiencing them and then comforting yourself in that process. But mindfulness allows us to notice our emotions in a non-judgmental way. We're able to see what's going on and be honest with ourselves about our experience. I know I've talked about this a lot before, but honesty with type 1 diabetes is the best policy. We have to be honest about how challenging diabetes is, which is very challenging sometimes, but also honest with ourselves about how challenging type 1 diabetes is not. It's a balance we have to come to, recognizing that sometimes we make diabetes more challenging than it actually is, in our minds at least. And when we do that, it makes self-compassion almost impossible. It makes it really hard to do. But also at the same note, when we're not honest with ourselves about the challenges of diabetes, we're blowing it off. And that also makes self-compassion impossible. So by recognizing the challenges for what they are, being mindful about them, not judging them, allowing them to become bigger than they are, it allows us to come to a place where self-compassion is possible. We're able to notice them. We're able to see what they are in real light. And then we're able to give ourselves comfort in a way that can be helpful in changing, helpful in supporting ourselves, and helpful in moving forward in our life type 1 diabetes without dwelling on the past. Before we go today, I want to give you two challenges to help you increase your ability to be self-compassionate in your life with type 1 diabetes. Challenge number one, start practicing with other people. We cannot be self-compassionate unless we're compassionate with other people. It starts there. And when you do it, you're going to recognize that you already have these skills, You may want to look on Facebook or Instagram for someone who's struggling. You may not know them, that's fine. But leave a comment and see how they respond and see how it feels to be compassionate towards them. Look at the language that you use. What do you say? And how can you use that same language and those same thoughts and that same compassion with yourself? Practicing with other people gets you out of your head. It gets you helping others in a very outward way. And once you do that and gain the skills and insight into how that works, it becomes a whole lot easier to bring it back inward and be compassionate with yourself. As you start being more compassionate with yourself, go to challenge number two, and that is intentionally engage in some self-care behaviors. That may mean taking a walk, taking a bath, reading a book, or spending five minutes doing a breathing exercise. It doesn't matter what it is. I don't really care what you do as long as it is self-care. And as you're doing that, tell yourself, I am taking care of myself and I deserve this. I deserve to be taken care of and I'm going to take care of myself first. That's not being selfish. 
You cannot pour from an empty vessel. It's impossible. But self-compassion is not selfish. Self-compassion is a way of giving to yourself so that you can get to other people. But it starts by being intentional. So take out your calendar and block out a 15-minute time at some point today or tomorrow when you can do something for yourself. And be specific about what it is and what time you're going to do it and follow through. It may be uncomfortable, and that's okay. But move forward anyway and do it and see how you feel. Get in the practice of allowing yourself that self-care. Because when you do that and you find that you deserve that self-care and that you can do it, it becomes much easier to be compassionate with yourself when that self-criticism creeps in. And we all know that it will. So just a recap of the challenges that you have. First of all, start practicing with other people. Be compassionate with other people in your life, whether they have type 1 diabetes or not. Although I would encourage you, if you can, to find someone in your life, either in person um, or online, who's struggling. And be compassionate with them in that moment. And challenge number two is find ways to intentionally take care of yourself. And schedule it on your calendar right now. 15 minutes, today or tomorrow, where you can take care of yourself and get in the habit of self-care, which then will lead to self-compassion. If you want some more personalized help in being self-compassionate and exercises and other resources, I want to encourage you to join the Diabetes Psychologist Membership. This membership is a program that's designed to give you tools, skills, and support to integrate things like self-compassion in your life with type 1 diabetes on a daily basis. Each month we have a theme, and this month it's self-compassion, in-depth support and information and skills and challenges that you can then move forward with. We have a monthly behavioral challenge around the theme where you get step-by-step support around implementing these things in your life with type 1 diabetes. And we have a community of people who are there to support you, to give you advice and feedback, and to be able to share your wins and your challenges along the way and give you support and compassion in your life with type 1 diabetes and allow you to practice compassion with them as well. To get more information or to join, that's www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash membership. I hope to see you there. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. If this podcast was helpful, please share it with a friend as an act of compassion as a way of letting them know that you care about them and you want to help them in their lives with type 1 diabetes. And also send me a note. Let me know how you're doing. Let me know if you have any questions about self-compassion. I always love hearing from my listeners. I would love to hear from you about how you're integrating self-compassion into your life. You can DM me on Instagram at the diabetes psychologist or send me an email to mark at the diabetes psychologist.com. And of course, be sure to tune in next week for a brand new episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. Remember, type 1 diabetes is not easy, but you can have an easier time with it. And I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com. And be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Podcast.